and welcome to another episode of Heavy Pages, a Divorce Journal. This is Josie, your host, and this is a Topic Tuesday episode where we discuss topics that have to do with separation, divorce, relationships, co-parenting, children, and anything else that tickles our fancy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi again, everyone, and welcome back. So let me start by saying that my voice probably sounds a little different. That's because COVID got me. It was a little over two years, made it quite a long time, but it got me. And I've been waiting to try and um, not do any new episodes until my voice went back to normal, but it hasn't gotten back to normal and I need to get back to recording. So I apologize. If I sound a little weird, but this is hopefully not the new normal, just the interim Josie for a little while until my voice can get back to how it was. My congestion officially goes 100% away. So with that, let's get into today's episode, which as you know, is a topic Tuesday. And this Tuesday, I wanted to talk about a book that really got me through my divorce, or more like my separation journey. It really helped me a lot. It's one of quite a few books that I picked up that I um, read through and used as a guide. And this one that we're going to talk a little bit about today was called Rebuilding When Your Relationship Ends. You can still find it on um, Amazon and probably in all bookstores. It really helped me. What I really liked about it was that it talked a lot about the stages of grief or the stages, what he would call the rebuilding blocks to getting you through all of this trauma and loss. I did a lot of research and there's a whole bunch of uh, divorce, stages of divorce, and I found seven stages. I found five stages. Well, this book has 19, a 19-step process that it works you through. So it really goes into um, more detail, more detail, and I think helps you handle things maybe in smaller bite-sized steps, which for me I needed because, you know, I was obviously starting from where many of us start, devastated, heartbroken, not knowing where to go. And so I'm going to read you the 19 steps, but we're only going to speak about a few of them that really stand out to me now, years later, that were really helpful, but they're are um, some that maybe speak more to you than they did to me at the time or now, which is why I would definitely recommend giving the book a try. But these are the 19. Denial, fear, adaptation, loneliness, friendship, guilt slash rejection, grief, anger, letting go, self-worth, transition, openness, love, trust, Relatedness, sexuality, singleness, purpose, and freedom. Freedom's at the top, obviously. So it is um, quite a list. And I can see how going through each little step, I think it's been a while since I've read the book, I'm going to be honest. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, it goes through the chapters 
talks a little bit about it. And then, you know, it has little sections on each block. It might not focus a whole chapter on a block, but it discusses um, each block and gives you some reference and some help on them. And like I said, for me, uh, it, it really helped. And I referenced it back a lot because I always wanted to go back and see where do I feel? Um, what block do I feel I'm in now? And sometimes I felt like I was, you know, three blocks ahead and I would read it again and feel like, no way, I think I'm kind of back here. And, it, you know, there's no right or wrong. It is all a process. So you don't have to take every step in order. Some of the steps you might not even um, need to spend too much time on. And there's just no right or wrong way, but I highly recommend for you to check out the book. It was written by Robert Alberti, A-L-B-E-R-T-I, Rebuilding When Your Relationship Ends. So the blocks that I'm going to talk about, first, obviously, I went through tons of denial. I could not believe that this was happening to me. I could not believe that Guy was serious, that he wanted this relationship to end. I kept telling myself that he was confused, that he just needed a break, that he was going to miss us and realize his huge mistake and come running back. And I was going to be magnanimous and forgive him. And, uh, well, that did not happen, obviously. He didn't change his mind. He, I was in denial about it, but he was, he was being a little wishy-washy sometimes, not being clear himself, which obviously I'm sure he was also not sure and maybe was having some doubts. But in the end, I had a lot of denial, but there was a point where I had to accept that it was for real. And when I accepted it was for real, we moved on to the next stone, which was fear. Boy, was it scary. Absolutely was it scary to think about what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, with my future, without a husband, a, a single mom with a son, without a job, without a career, without money. So many things fall into the under the fear category, right? I mean, you worry about everything. I, for one, had done nothing major with my life but be a mom and a wife. For, you know, when you look back at it now, you know, it wasn't that long. It was, you know, about 10 years. And, but 10 years being out of the loop and not making any sort of money and then getting divorced is a long time when you have nothing when you start from zero and you know you're 30 years old with the child it's it is a big deal so I understand the fear is warranted but the fear cannot stop you you have to push past the fear and the book you know gives you some good tips and suggestions on on how to do that um, some of the other steps that I did well obviously grief I really suffered a lot. I cried for my marriage. I, I, I cried for what I wanted, what I envisioned my future was going to be, all the plans that I had made for my life. Uh, obviously, none of those plans included being divorced. I do remember one of, my one of our plans that we would talk about a lot was I had my son early. I was, you know, 20, 21 
maybe 22 when he was born. So I'm like, when he turns 18, I'm not even going to be 40. I'm going to, you know, it's, I'm going to be so young. We're going to have all our lives ahead of us still. We're going to be, you know, young and free and, um, not that, you know, we were going to kick him out or anything, but our expectation was he was going to go to college. He was going to start living his life. And so we were going to be empty nesters really young. And we're like, let's, you know, buy an RV and travel the United States. And I always remember that was something that we said. But honestly, in the whole 10 years that we were together, we hardly went on any vacations, mostly because we were terrible with finances. But we didn't go anywhere. But my vision of us traveling in an RV once our son was off to college uh, was something that I mourned for, even though it was really probably never going to happen. But it was one of those things that I thought about and, you know, made me sad. Along with every other thing that you just envision your life to be, you have to go through it. It's it's part of the process and it's okay to be sad and to cry for all of the hopes and dreams that you have to um, give up on. But it doesn't mean that there are not more hopes and dreams and things in your future that are going to be as amazing or more amazing than what you envisioned or what you can envision. So you don't think about that, obviously, when you're grieving, but that's something that you have to try and tell yourself. It's okay. I'm going to have to let this go, but I'm letting this go, which means that I'm making room for something else. And that something else could be and probably will be better than you can even imagine. So after the grief, the next one is anger. And boy, did I go through a lot of anger. I think that of all of these blocks, the anger block, I kept coming back to. Like I thought, oh, I'm past it. And then I would come back. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm good. And I'd keep coming back. And I think, you know, anger is also a needed step to go through, to work through your anger. You have to, if you bottle it up, you're not helping anybody. And, you know, in the beginning, because I was in denial and because I was hoping to win Guy back, I held on to all of the anger that I felt and I would internalize it and I would just push it down, which didn't help me and it certainly didn't help him because the moment that I was ready to let it out, whew, it was uh, like a volcano. I was, I'm not going to say vicious because I will say that I did go to therapy and, you know, therapy helped me not to be as ugly as I could have been and as ugly as some people are. And I myself had been during our relationship at some points when I got really angry, but I didn't do that bad, but I would be very like just you know, I can't believe you. Sometimes I would say I hated him. You know, I would just, it was just a lot of anger. I just had a whole bunch of feelings and they would manifest in anger. And whenever something didn't go right for me, I would blame him and be pissed off at him because if he hadn't have broken up his family, we wouldn't be in this situation. So it's, um, it's, it's a step that you have to work through. It's okay to be angry. Just don't, be so angry that you hurt yourself or others. And I don't just mean physically, but you know, you don't want to be so blinded by anger that you make bad choices because that's not going to help you once you've moved past that step, whatever things you've done during that step, you're still going to have to deal with. So 
have your anger, feel your feelings. All of that is okay. If you need to go to the gym and punch a punching bag, if you, you know, uh, whatever you need to do to work through the rage and anger in a healthy way that is highly suggested. So the next step on here, or the next block, as he calls it, is letting go. And for me, I'm going to say that I think all of these blocks, like I said, they are, he has them structured in a nice little triangle to the top, but they're for me, for me, were kind of fluid. You know, they came and they went and I was sometimes in one block and back to another. So it's not going to be a perfect roadmap for any of us. I mean, it might be for somebody and hey, good luck to you and congratulations. But for most people, it's always going to be a fluid little journey. But um, letting go, I got to let go. I got to a part where I recognized this relationship really needs to be over. It is the right thing for me. It is the right thing for Guy. It is the right thing for our son. We are not, we're not compatible. We're not. Yes, it hurt that he broke up with me. Yes, it hurt that he blamed me and, you know, said I was such a terrible person sometimes. And you know what? Maybe that's how he saw me. That's that. Well, not maybe. Obviously, he saw me as detrimental to his well-being. And you know what? I, I get that. That's how he felt. What am I going to say? Clearly, the way I acted and the way I ran my life was not the way he wanted to run his life. The way I wanted our family to go was not the way he wanted the family to go. So you can't argue that. Everybody's perspective is their perspective. I am grateful, and I've said this before, that he uh, stepped up because I was not happy, but I would not have stepped up, maybe not anytime real soon like he did. I might have put up with it for another 10 years and just been like, you know, this is my life good or bad, and sucked it up. So um, I recognized we are not meant to be partners. We were there for each other. We had a beautiful son. You know, there were some good things that came out of it. Like he moved to my state and got away from a state that kind of was going to be a dead end for him. And had he not moved to be uh, in my state with me, um, who knows? And actually he has said um, that he probably would not have grown in his in his career um in the way he had by being able to be where he was with all of these opportunities and i am grateful that i was able to be a stay-at-home mom for the years that i was and then my son didn't have to go to daycare and i could be with him so there were benefits to the relationship but we were not going to continue to grow together we needed to be over and once i went through the denial and once i went through the fear and once i went through the grief and the anger i get to the letting go and i recognize you know what it, it it was the right thing for everybody so that's a nice spot to get to and then when you the next um block that he has is self-worth when you kind of let go or at least acknowledge or you know some other people would call that I think right the acceptance stage then I think you can st- really, really hit it hard on your self-worth because you understand it wasn't all me. I wasn't such a bad person. I wasn't such an unlovable person. I wasn't such a uh, ugly person, undesirable person, you know, not a um, sexy person, whatever. You recognize that the relationship didn't work out for a lot of reasons. 
not all your fault. It was uh, both of you that couldn't make things work or it just wasn't going to work even if you both tried really hard. You take that pressure off of them, but you also take that pressure off yourself. You take that responsibility off yourself and it doesn't matter how great you would have been. You guys see the world in a different way and it wasn't going to happen. You can So that you can start rebuilding your self-worth and be like, you know, I'm not going to keep putting myself down. I'm not going to keep be like, oh, I got dumped. I must suck. No, that helps you. Acknowledging that makes you start helping you acknowledging that it just wasn't going to happen regardless of how sexy you might have been, how beautiful you might have been, how skinny you might have been, how great you would have been. It doesn't matter because they needed something else something that you were not going to provide no matter what, then you can stop beating yourself up and feeling like you're not worth it because you are. You are worth it to yourself and hopefully eventually to somebody else who can see your worth. But if there isn't a person that can see your worth, then you know who does see your worth? You. And you don't feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm alone. Nobody loves me. No, say, you know what? I love myself and nobody out there values me as much as I deserve to be valued. And so I'm not going to put myself in that sort of position. And I don't think that that is being, um, conceited. I think that is loving yourself. And I think that that's okay. And, you know, I, after the divorce and in between, you know, when you went through the whole kind of dating stuff, I remember one of my friends telling me, you're so picky. And I'm like, maybe I am. Maybe I am picky. But you know what? This is a person that I'm going to be bringing into my life, that I'm going to be bringing into my child's life. So I'm going to be picky because I already know what it's like and what a relationship can be like with somebody that is not compatible. And I'm not going to do that again. So does that mean that I'm not going to find anybody Well, if that's what it means, then I have found peace in my life. And that brings me to the next step, which was singleness. I I got to a point, I did date, I'm not going to lie, I dated, I even, you know, had sexual relationships with a couple people, Um, but... I knew I felt I was chasing something. And so I I got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm forcing things. I'm I'm accepting um, relationships or, or or even spending time with people that are not my they're not my vibe. Just so that I'm not alone. I I don't want to do that anymore. I am at peace with myself. I'm at peace with where I am in life. I'm at peace with my son and what we do together. And I don't want to force a relationship or be with somebody that is not going to um, move my life forward. That's something that I, that I tell people. Not only move my life forward, but this is what I say. If you are going to keep me even where I am, that's cool. If you're going to move me forward, that's great. I don't want anybody that's going to push me back in any aspect of my life. If it's traveling, if it's finances, um, if it's the peace of my home, 
in any of those aspects, if you keep me, if I can continue going the way I'm going and you're just there following along with me, cool. If you can move me forward in all those things, great. But if you're going to hold me back, then I'm sorry, but I don't see that as uh, beneficial to me or my son or my life or my plans. So, yes, I found peace and signalness in, in singleness, and I loved when I was by myself with just my son and my son would go to his father's on the weekends and I just had free time to do whatever I wanted and I didn't have to worry about making meals for anybody. I didn't have to worry about washing anybody's underwear. I really enjoyed that time in my life. I am in a relationship now. I love my partner. He's wonderful. Um, he is exactly what I said, doesn't send me back, you know, keeps, lets me keep going in the way that we're doing in our life. I can continue to move forward and progress in my life with him. But that time that I had by myself was such healing, such wonderful time. And what it showed me and what it can show you is that you can do it on your own. You can survive, not survive. No, you can, um, flourish. You can, be happy, not just um, content. You can be happy alone. It's possible. And when you realize that you can be happy alone, when you bring someone into your life, you're doing it for all the right reasons. So that is a goal for, for all of you. If you can get to the place where you can be happy alone, then I think that is the, the perfect, perfect time where you can then worry about relationships because you have reached the peace. So that, that is the final uh, block that I would be talking about today, which is freedom. I mean, how much more freedom is there when you, in knowing that you by yourself control your destiny, that you can control it, that you are in control of it and that you're happy that you don't need anything else. Obviously, you know, what I mean, but the, you don't need somebody else to help you get there. You have gotten there. It's, it's freedom. It's, it's, it's freedom. It's peace. It's, it's a wonderful spot to be in. And I want that for all of you. It's a process. I'm telling you, I will always say this. I got there and I know if you guys listen to my, um, you know, my journal entries, you hear me crying a lot and making a lot of mistakes and doing a lot of stupid things and repeating the same things over and over again and not letting go. You, you can kind of hear me going through these steps and we're still in the beginning of the journey in my, in my, um, in the podcast. I know we're on season three here, but you know, I'm not even with out of the first year in my journal entries. So there's still a lot to go, but, but I did get to the other side and it was amazing. And I want you guys, I want you all to get there and experience how amazing it is. And so don't give up regardless of which one of these blocks that you are in right now, just keep moving. You will get there. You're going to get there. And I promise that when you are there, it is amazing. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. I hope that I helped you. Please do check out that book, Rebuilding. I'm going to put the link in my show notes so you can find it. And um, I always love to hear what you think. So reach out to me and tell me if you bought the book and if you felt like it is helping you. So with that, I'll leave it there and I'll catch you on the next one. 
with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe, and maybe share with others. And please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. I'll see you next week.